this will be a very interesting podcast because I think there's an audio upgrade here incoming. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of the Robert Vitugo podcast, um, episode 51, and it is on a nice new microphone, so this should this should go well. Um, I'm still trying to work out this interface that I got, so this will be a bit of a late upload. I recording this as of Thursday and hopefully it should be out by Friday nights I hope um it's been a while uh since you know I think it's 51 or 52 I'm sorry professional but you know we're gonna keep going because this is really casual uh, I like being very casual you know but I um what's been happening I completely forgot to mention out like everything else because last week I got COVID I got the big, the big C. Oh, mate, that, that was pretty bad. Like, I can, you can still hear it in my voice a little bit. I'm still a bit, like, raspy and, like, it's a little bit nasally. Um, I had it for a week. I got tested last Monday night. I was positive. Monday night it was Tuesday morning. Everything was a bit of a blur, like, bad. Um, but I got it that Monday and then Tuesday morning, I woke up and was like, I don't feel so good, man. Got tested again, and that's when I had the rapid test, and that came out positive. So then I let everyone know. I let my partner know because I saw it that weekend. I was like, dude, go get tested because uh, I didn't want to give it to you, like 100%. But it was fine in the end. But the whole time, I was bad, like extremely bad in terms of, I think, I think because of the loss of taste buds, loss of taste buds the loss of smell and taste i think is related to delta could be i'm not quite sure but i lost my sense of taste for like almost a week um i had back pains tuesday really bad like it's really hard to explain it's as if someone had like twisted my spine or like pinched my spine in a certain part it was really weird i had like really bad body aches my head felt like a ton of bricks like it was really heavy more than anything um, I'm trying to think of anything else that was really bad. Apart from like the chest pains from coughing or sneezing. Every time I sneezed, like my, felt like as if an elephant had stomped on me on my chest. That was pretty bad. Uh, I was really nasally, was just runny nose, body aches, like just really run down more than anything. Um, hit me pretty bad, but luckily I was double vaxxed and it, I reckon if I wasn't vaxxed, it'd be a whole lot worse. <laughs> Like that just reality, like that's, that's pretty much what it was. Um, but I feel like I've been feeling really fatigued lately. Um, apparently that's like a side effect after you've had COVID, like for a couple of weeks, you could still have like a sense of fatigue and your body might feel just a little bit sore. Um, I've been going to the gym like Wednesday, 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 Thursday, today I haven't been yet. I will. I hopefully will if I'm not lazy. <laughs> But I should be going today as well. Um, but that that's what happened to me last week. So that was pretty bad. And then what else happened? I noticed one thing, which by the way, last podcast, I was going to mention a Ask Reddit post, but I can't find it. I think it got deleted. But I found something just as good because um, it is going to relate to semi-men's mental health. It's more so advice more than anything. But we'll get to that at the like the halfway point of this podcast and we'll go through what else has been happening. I realized my skin got really, really bad. Like when I had COVID, like, fuck, it was bad. Like 
I will tell you this right now. I think, not I think, I know. <laughs> I have a condition called like seborrheic, seborrheic dermatitis. Um, it's basically a form of eczema and I get it on my skin, mainly my scalp. If I don't wash my hair enough times a week, I think because of, you know, if I gym or if I play tennis or basketball, whatever it is, if I'm exerting and like working out and because I have long hair, like it will go greasy and sweaty. So you need to wash it. If I don't wash it for the day and I just put it back in the bun the day after my head is like super red and scalpy and itchy, which like, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm very self-conscious about it. More so about my face more than anything, but I used to get, my head used to be really bad, like my actual scalp. Um, I've been using, don't use head and shoulders because that's a lot of shit. Uh, T-gel is really good for anyone that has like this similar condition in terms of eczema. Um, I've been using this shampoo for a very long time. I think it's T-gel or there's another one that's like a blue bottle. You can get at Chemist Warehouse. It's like six bucks. I use that like, you know, because I've got long hair, you don't mean to wash it that often, but I try to wash it three times a week. Um, sometimes four if it starts to get really bad. But um, towards the end of last week and early this week, I was researching a lot on the condition itself and what I could use to really tame it because there'll be points in your life where it just won't be there. Like, it's really weird. It won't be there for a long time. And then out of nowhere, if you're handling a lot of stress, if you're just all over, if you're all over the joint, like me with COVID um, and getting really anxious and a lot of stress, it flares up really bad and then you have like, it's kind of like, not an episode, but it's like a couple days where it is just inflamed really bad. So I researched last weekend, you know, from Friday onwards, I was researching a lot on it and I noticed that uh, hyaluronic acid, I think was something I can't use, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to look up this product whilst I'm talking because I really want to find it and tell you guys. Um, but when I was researching, mainly you need to, every time you sweat, you try to not rub your face. Like if you get a towel, try to pat, pat dry, which I mean, in 2020, I learned a lot about skincare, mate. So I kind of know a thing or two, (laughs) but all I know is you need to put sunscreen on every single day. And if, even if you go out in the sun and it's not sunny, you should still do it. Um, it's probably one of the best anti-aging products you could use. Apparently I didn't know that. Um, what else was there? It was this, I've been using this thing called Paula's Choice. It's called a 2% BHA liquid exfoliants. This thing, I tell, I shit you not, I used it for two days and my skin was really, really bad. And I'll be honest, that's what I'm most self-conscious about because I get it on my nose, on the side of my nose and down a little bit on my nostril and my cheeks just get like underneath my eyeballs get really red and really flaky and really dry. And I honestly, that's probably when I'm most sad because I don't want to see anyone because I'm really embarrassed. Like I don't want to see a single human being when I look like that. So it's just something I've always, you know, had the mental, that's how I always looked at myself. Every time I had like a flare up, I was like, I don't want to see anyone, mate, because I look like fucking shit bad. So that flared up a lot from the COVID And then I had a little bit left of this Paula's Choice product, the BHA liquid exfoliant. I used that. And then I ordered another one on the Monday. I got it in on the Tuesday. It was like literally day shipping or like Sunday or something. It was like two days. I shit you not, I used it for two days and my skin is already fine. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I think it's because of, 
they use. Oh, this is the thing. Oh, I should I should know this off the top of my head, mate. I really should know this. Uh, salicylic acid. That's it, baby. Salicylic acid is the best thing for eczema or any form of condition like related to dermatitis. Salicylic acid just works so much wonders. It is incredible. And I use it for two days. My skin's already fine. I'm going to use it. I use it every single day, sometimes twice a day if I'm feeling a bit cheeky or if I've done, you know, if I've worked out in the day or I've been sweating, which because it's summer, I sweat a fuck ton. But usually I'll do it just every morning. And then sometimes if I know I've sweated a lot during that day, I'll do it again. And my skin reacts perfectly with it. It is bloody amazing. So I've been using that. And there was another product that I got from Paula's Choice as well, which I'm going to go through. It was just a moisturizer. I just needed something. Like I I was sick and tired of just having, I think it's called Cetaphil Moisturizer. It made my skin like ridiculously oily. And I know this is not a skin podcast, but I really want to have people on here that do, that know a lot about skin shit. But, um, cause all I know is like the three step that I do is I use a cleanser, which my partner got me. It's by, um, by Kiehl's. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it has like, it's got marijuana in it. <laughs> it's got, it's got marijuana in it and it, it smells really nice. It doesn't smell like anything like it, but it's good. It is super cleansing and hydrating at the same time. Cause the worst thing for me is if I use a cleanser and it just rips away my skin and makes me super dry, my eczema will come back. So I need something that's really like hydrating at the same time. So I've used that and then I use the Paula's Choice Exfoliant. And then I bought this Barra Repair Moisturizer with Retinol, um, which I believe Retinol, it's a really, really low strength. It's like 0.01% concentration apparently in this bottle. Um, This is just like moisturizer and then has um, anti-aging ingredients in it. So uh, apparently it helped me age a lot slower apparently but we'll see but i got the travel size it was seven bucks i just wanted to try it and see how my skin reacted and so far it's been really good like i put it just before bed and then i also got this is just like we're going on a skin page mate like skin rampage big time because i kind of went ham because i was lacking a lot in the last six months with my skin um and i'm trying to find out exactly because i got it from i bought something from asos I don't know if you guys have heard of the brand The Ordinary. It's extremely cheap and it is so, so worth it. Like, oh, I, I can't describe how good it is because of the fact that it's like seven bucks and the bottle will last you for a very, very long time. So I'm trying to find my orders and see what I recently ordered through ASOS because I'm a bit impatient and I got express shipping because I really, really wanted it. Um, but let's see, have a look. Let's view order. So there's so much shit I buy, I completely forgot what I bought. Oh, I bought the Super Size because I used this in 2020 and it worked so much and I ran out like months and months ago um, and I just never decided to buy it again. But it's the Ordinary Super Size bottle of niacinamide 10% with, uh, what is it, 1% zinc as well in there, I think. Yes, 1% zinc, 10% niacinamide. I love it. Absolutely love it. My redness went away so quickly. Um, The good thing is though, like your blackheads and like your pimples will come out, but then they won't come back again. So it really helps with blemishes and stuff, which is, you know, it's just something you just chuck on. It's, It's a serum, which if you're a guy and you're like, yo, 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 I don't do with serums, man. Like, what is this shit? Trust me, 
just give it a go. It's literally like putting water on your face and it absorbs it. It's literally that. And it's like, comes in like a little test tube. You just drop like two little drops, put it on your face. Then you put your moisturizer and you're done. That's it. Like if you want to look younger, the older you get, like if you want to be in your mid thirties and you want to look 25, you got to do this shit now. Like the earlier you do it, the better your skin will be coming, you know, when you're 30, 40, 50, whatever the fuck it is, mate. But I bought that. And I also bought this. I went on a whim on this because I researched on YouTube. I was looking at like, you know, videos on the condition, how people dealt with it. And I saw this Cetaphil uh, Pro Redness Skin Night Cream. Random, but I thought, you know what? Let me give it a go. Let's just see how it is. Apparently, it helps a lot with redness and um, because a lot of my condition sometimes flares up overnight. I remember, I think it was Saturday night or Sunday my skin was on fire. Like it was just hot and dry and red. And I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was, I was dead set. Like the more I stress over it, the worse it gets. So I decided to get this on a whim and hopefully it works. So they haven't come in yet. The ASOS hasn't come in, but that's Paula's choice stuff came in on Tuesday and I've been using it and I couldn't be more grateful to use it. Holy shit. And it's like the moisturizer, the repair moisturizer with retinol, that's only seven bucks, the travel size, or $9.60. And then the Polar's Choice, I believe, was around the 30 range, but that bottle will last you such a long time. Like if you use it once a day, or sometimes you can use it like once every two days if you want to stretch it, if you feel like you don't need it. Um, it'll last you like six months to like maybe even a year. Like it just depends, but it's worth it. So that was a bit of a tangent on skincare, but then I also got a lot of stuff for the podcast because I'm going to have guests on here. So I bought a, uh, this brand, I freaking hate the way I pronounce this brand because I don't know. It's like Beringa, Beringer. I think it's Beringer. pretty sure. I don't know. Uh, Beringer Euphoria 404 HD. That sounds like a lot of gibberish shit, but it's just a mixer. It's an audio interface where I can plug into my microphones. I can plug in headsets and have multiple guests on here rather than just sharing the one mic. Because what I used to do was I used to have this Blue Yeti microphone. It was like, not, 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 it's not the Snowball. It's the one above that. And it has its own stand and stuff. I can't remember exactly what it's called. But I used that for years. Like, I used it for so long. And it's good. It's very good if you want to do a solo pod. Um, I used it for my YouTube as well. But because I want to step it up and have guests on here and talk a lot of shit and not have to worry about audio in the room, I decided to get these uh, Samsung q2u microphones that were 120 a pop bought three of them and if i decide to have four people on there that's when i'll pull out the blue yeti if i need to but i don't think i'll have four on there for a while until i'm comfortable anyway because it is a little bit different having people on the pod but um this audio interface it's good i'm just trying to figure out how to use it and i think i need to buy headphones for it um i needed to anyway because i need headphones for the guests so I found like these Audio Technica headphones for like 70 bucks a pop. I might just grab three of them or this. Yeah, it's the same one. It's 169 and 159. I don't know what the difference is, but I just need something that works. So, um, and then eventually I want to get the Rodecaster, like the Rodecaster audio interface. It looks so sexy, but I don't need it. 
<laughs> like I just don't need it. Hopefully, uh, the next couple podcasts will have a few guests and we're going to talk a lot of smack, especially the two guys. who They know who they are. It's going to be a fun pod. It's all about like movies and just random stuff. So it'll be good. And I'll do it in the man cave too. I just need to find like microphone stands and stuff and figure out how the hell I'm going to get this mixer to work. So, you know, making, making big moves, big moves, slowly and surely. You know, eventually someone might slide into my emails and sponsor me, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, for the time being, this is just for a laugh. I enjoy it and hopefully you guys do too. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to the Reddit portion of this, which is going to feature, you know, I try to, I remember last week I did mention um, the Ask Men subreddit, which is something I've been on a lot. But the annoying thing is a lot of them sometimes are just way too sexual. <laughs> it's too sexual there's so much just random shit that i just don't need to see on there like a lot of it's fucking it's funny as like i absolutely froth it but so i I want you know the actual the the juicy content you know the the men's mental health side of things i don't want to see any of like the not safe for work that's something we talk about you know when the boys come on which would be funny as but for the time being i found uh, this thing from this post from Ask Reddit, and it had brackets serious, which means it only is going to have serious replies, which is what I wanted to have. And it was, what is the best thing you learned from a therapist? And I believe that's a typo. It should be learnt from a therapist, but we'll, we'll continue because the only reason I mentioned this this topic in general is because last week I wanted to find, you know, what's a stigma around men's mental health or something along the lines of post that I found but I just couldn't find it so this one's the best thing and there are a lot of good comments on this you know the first one being to be okay with others not being okay it's it's simple it's short and it's sweet it's it's fine to be okay with others not being okay it's I can't really elaborate on that more so, like, another person replied underneath saying, this is tough because I'm a fixer and if I can't fix it, I blame myself for it. And can relate, really can relate because especially if you're a selfless individual and you always put others before yourself, you you tend to blame yourself if you can't fix the problem, especially as a guy. You know, as a guy, if there's a problem that comes up, our first instinct is to come up with a solution or come up with how can we do, like, how do we fix this? If we can't fix it, it's like, it's not a hit to our ego, but it's just shit. I blame myself because I'm not good enough. That's the first instinct that comes into my mind. So it's fine if you can't help others, but as long as you're there to support them and you give, you know, everything that you can give to that person, it's fine, okay? Um, this one was a really good one, which I can relate to tennis, okay, with the Australian Open on at the moment. Um, I'm really excited for the... F- for Sunday so we'll find out who's going to be in it because I I honestly I don't know I I couldn't pick it like I really want Nadal to be in it because I want him to hit 22 21 I can't remember I should remember but anyway I want him to make it and if he versus Medi in the final that's going to be a freaking hell of a game and I don't really see Nadal beating Medvedev in all honesty like I say this to my mates the only way he could beat him is if he the only way he could beat him is through experience because Nadal's won 20, at least, 20 or 21. Um, he's got the experience under his belt, but Medi's like running on a high. You know, he's come back. And the weird fact is, a bit of ter- tennis guru for you. 
um, there is no player that has won, no new Grand Slam player has won a back-to-back Grand Slam, weird enough. So there's been no player like Medvedev, if he wins Australian Open, he would have come back off winning US Open as well. So no player has done that since the big three from memory. But this is massive tangent on the tennis, but this comment was to not make permanent decisions whilst in a highly emotional state. Very, very good uh, lesson to learn. When you're in a highly emotional state, you need to realize that your emotions can get in the way and you might not think rationally. And the prime example is tennis. If you're down, you know, set point, okay, you're down set point, you've missed your first serve. And a first serve, if no one really knows about tennis, first serve is really crucial. It's like, it puts the the percentage of you winning the point is a lot higher. I believe it's like 90% chance or 95% chance you'll win the point when you're on a first serve. On a second serve, it drops dramatically because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I need to get the serve in or else I'll lose the point. So it's already 50-50. Um, but let's say, for example, you're down set point, you get the serve in and you're rallying and you decide to smack a forehand down the line and you miss it because you just really wanted to quickly finish the point or make a winner because you're under a lot of stress, that's a permanent decision you're going to live with because you lost that set. And that's a highly irrational decision you made under emotional stress or a highly emotional state. So it can relate to anything. You know, you could suffer from a lot of anxiety one day, make an irrational decision or lash out to someone. That's a decision you're going to have to live with. And it's trying to control that sense of urgency of trying to make a decision whilst you're in that state. And one thing I learned from my psychologist, uh, which still remember to this day, she told me back in September, um, emotions always come in waves. So think about that for a sec. Like emotions, whether it be good or bad, they always come in a sense of waves. When the wave is at its peak, it's going to crash, okay? And then after that, everything's going to be fine. Like once the wave comes, then I say the dust settles. That's probably the best way to describe it. But, you know... When a wave's at its peak, that's when your emotions are at its peak and, you know, you're at your most emotional state. And once it's crashed, you know, you come back to reality. So that's one thing I've tried to understand. It is a bit jarring at times and sometimes I just don't want to think about it, but it's about breaking out of certain habits. So we'll move on to the next one. And this one is a very, very good comment. I absolutely love this. Um you have a limited amount of energy and time in any given day and you get to choose where you place that energy like chips at a roulette table. Every anger Twitter response, Reddit argument, etc., is putting me, putting those chips on those squares. My stack dwindles each time. Angry thoughts about a news article, an opinion I disagree with, that asshole driver on the freeway, all of that takes energy. My chips an extremely limited resource. So I'm trying to live through that lens and make the best possible decisions with my stack. That asshole driver does not get none of my chips anymore and he puts in caps lock. You can't have him, fuck face. <laughs> so today, I was about to have a negative interaction online, so I got up and pet the ever-loving shit out of my cat instead. Like world-class scratches. He was stoked. Chips. 
ways place them wisely. I stop myself many times a day from doing it, and I'm much happier now. Still fucked up, but happy in my stew, if that makes any sense. You, you cannot have a better analogy than having chips at a roulette table, because you, you can walk in, right? You can go to Crown, which me and my boys do a fair bit. It's good, I think at the moment, everyone's on a, a nice high, and then once we hit it, like, really low, which we don't go on with, like, 2,000, 3,000 bucks. Like, no way. We go on with, like, 50 bucks, have a good time. We spend, like, two hours there. I, I had I had a lot of fun with the two hours that I spent. And then if you go up and you start losing again, just, just pull out, man. Just forget about it. Like, ride the high and just leave it. <laughs> but it's like dropping 100 bucks at a roulette, on a $2.50 roulette table, right? You get a lot of chips. And you start placing them on the board. You start picking your numbers. You start going for quarters, you know, doubles, whatever, red, black. But you're using your chips. And every time you lose, that chip goes. Every time you win, the chips come back. But in this case, you know, you've got a certain amount of chips every single day that you use. You should use them wisely. Whether it be telling someone, no, I don't want to hang out today because I just don't feel like it. That's fine. Because you want to have enough chips to spend to hang out with that certain individual so it could be anything like the only thing that doesn't that i wouldn't use this for is if you go into the gym or like you're trying to make yourself better by working out or something if you run out of chips mate pretend the gym's free <laughs> because you're getting chips back out of it that's probably the best way to put it you go to the gym and you get more chips out of it because you're using you know you're growing your endorphins or exerting so much more energy and just doing it for self-care it's good it's what you want to do so that's a really good analogy i absolutely loved it um another one is people don't know what you're thinking or wanting if you don't say it if you don't communicate your emotions and thoughts you can't expect people to mind read and then get upset at them for not doing what you expected and then someone replied in the comment as my wife and i have summed this up as unspoken expectations are premeditated resentments so if you're you know if something's on your mind or if someone's doing something that's pissing you off they're not gonna know until you tell them because no one's a mind reader no one knows what you're thinking the only way someone knows is by looking at you and looking at your facial expressions that's it like if you look stressed out then i'll ask you well, what's going on or if you look extremely upset i would ask you are you okay talk to me like that's it you know if in any case like you need to speak about something with a certain individual just do it like it's fine even if it's positive you know if someone's done really good if someone has been really kind to you lately or someone's just been around for you for so long reach out to them and tell them like hey i just want to i know this might be random but i just want to let you know that i really appreciate what you've done for me and like i do this with my mates every now and then like it's just something we do like i just sound like look man thanks for just being there for me like it's it's not a sense of validation it's just letting them know how much you mean to them and it goes a very very long way so it's good i absolutely love it so we'll do we'll do a couple more we think we've got a got a decent amount of time this is this is a bit of a long potty with the nice equipment <laughs> i even got like a one of the microphone arms um i got it from Kmart. it's like 39 bucks if anyone's in the market and wants to get into podcasting or streaming gaming whatever it is and you don't have like any any money whatsoever you can go to Kmart. i believe it was 39 bucks and it's a microphone arm stand i think that's what it's called it comes with like a boom it comes with a microphone it's got a um 
a pod filter arm, which can attach to the actual arm as well. So it's just a for pod filter to stop the P's and the T's and stuff. Um, mount it to your desk, and then you, it comes with a mic and it comes with everything. Like it's a perfect starter kit if you are wondering. So that's just a bit of a shout out to the place I used to work at, which kind of sucked. Anyways, um, this one. She told me not to think about a pink elephant. I didn't know what she meant at, at the time, but she gave me a few moments to think. I was trying not to think about a pink elephant, but that's all I could think about because she told me not to think about it. After time was up, she asked me what I was thinking about and I told her I was obviously thinking about a pink elephant. She told me that the more you try not to think about something and push it to the back of your mind, the more you tend to think about it. So that's why my thoughts were consuming me and I was having awful flashbacks. And thanks to her, I've been able to manage my PTSD, depression and anxiety. And she was lovely. This is a prime example of a movie which I watched a shitload of times. Inception, if anyone's ever heard of it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, The movie is based around the idea of Inception, which is planting an idea into someone's mind without telling them. So the basis of that movie is they want to take over a company, but they need to plant an idea that the the business owner's father was a disappointment to him. Like they wanted to put that idea so he would shut down the business. So they used the idea of inception. Because if you tell someone, don't think about a pink elephant, what are you going to think about? It's the first thing that comes to your head. So this is the same thing. That's the only thing I thought of when it came to this comment was that movie. Not sure why, but Tom... She told me the more you try to think, not think about something, the more you tend to. So common thing with anxiety is always thinking about things that just don't ever happen. Um, And the more you think about it, the more it takes over your mind. So it's, it's more so trying to handle it and just say it, whether it be to a therapist, psychologist, a best friend, family, your partner, whatever it is, like reaching out and just telling someone like, this is what's on your mind. This is what you think is going to happen getting that sense of um, reinforcement from other people does help, but it doesn't help for a long time, okay? Just remember that. Like, you need to understand that 99, I believe it was 90% of thoughts that run through your head don't ever come true. So only 10%, and it could be like, I know for a fact that I'm going to get dinner Saturday night, which, by the way, I'm really looking forward to. Because I'm going to do a Saturday night and that Friday night, and it's going to be insane. I'm going to absolutely love it. But same thing, like it's can ideas can really consume you uh, or thoughts. So just be aware and even just write them down. I know writing them down helps a lot. I used to a lot, but not anymore. Just because I'll be honest, I'm just a bit lazy. <laughs> That's honestly, it is. It sucks, but uh, it's a habit you got to get out of. Um, this one I'm trying to find, there was also one comment. Yeah, here's, here we go. This one's a decent one. If you're anxious around crowds, try to observe instead of walking your mind, how you might look, how to act, how to be funny, what they think about you, etc. This technique of not turning into myself, but actively trying to just observe, maybe not only a better listener, but much less awkward as well. I'll be honest, like... I, oh, that's the thing, like, people say, like, I suffer from social anxiety, I sometimes do, like, it's a real thing, 
you know, you're really overthinking in social environments because you might not know who's there. You probably only know one person. You're just meeting like a new group or something. Like a lot of things go through your head and you're like, fuck man, I really hope I fit in. I really hope they like me, all this stuff. But if you try to observe, which I do a lot and it works a fuck ton, trust me. It's a really good, you could say it's a really good communication technique to just observe and listen to in on conversations and, but this thing, you don't, you can't be weird about it and chime in at a really bad time. That's up to you to decide how and when you want to chime in. Because if you're listening on conversation, right, and like they know you're semi there and they know you're not in convo, you could say like, oh, are you talking about that? Yeah, I remember this time, blah, blah, blah. And then you relate it to something that you did and then boom, you've got something to talk about. And then from then on, conversation just goes and it keeps going and it shows that you're a good listener. That's probably one of the... I'll be honest, that's a trait I would say I'm pretty good at is listening. Um, yeah, oh, I'm not trying to self-boat, but <laughs> yeah, it's good to just listen in on conversations because you get an idea of what other people are like and you can kind of gauge, you know, how you want to go about conversations. So if you're anxious around crowds, just observe. Suss who, like, what everyone's wearing, what are they talking about? They're this, like, are they laughing? Are they smiling? What are they, you know, it's... It makes you a lot less stressful. If that makes sense. Um, I think this one's really random. <laughs> this one's very random, but a lot of people don't know how to. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> wow. And this one's like, there's a really long comment underneath about like a story, but yeah, it's very hard for me to understand. I'm a people pleaser by nature and having a hard time at the moment when I realize I actually don't have to attend a family party with people there who upset me. And I didn't have to help organize it. And I just couldn't say no, sorry. It was a revelation to me. So learn to say no. Like, it's fine. You don't have to say yes to every single thing. Um, because at the end of the day, you have to look after yourself first before anything else. So it's just how it is. One more. And this is true. This is so true. And not many people know about it. Overworking is a form of self-harm. I wouldn't go that far as like self-harm, Jesus Christ, but it's basically a form of burnout and that's when people, you know, need that holidays or need that extra day off, but working so much, especially if you're like in this current time of COVID and you're a nurse or a doctor or at the front line of healthcare, a lot of them will be burned out and sometimes people just need a fucking break, literally. Like we, I would say I had a break for two years, not seeing a lot of people, but even socializing now still takes a bit out of me, I'll be honest. And a lot of people feel the same. But burning out, I know I saw a I saw something on Reddit a while ago of like the symptoms of someone being burnt out. It was like oh, I don't exactly remember, but it was being like super abrupt or having like really simple answers and not really having conversations and not really attending to events or Stuff like that, It's it could be a sign of burnt out where you do need a break. Uh, you need a break from other people and just, you know, whether it be, you even could do it on like a Friday night. You don't have to go out. You can stay home, watch a shitload of Netflix and just relax or have a bath or go to the gym, go for a walk. These are signs of, you know, if you're feeling burnt out and you're feeling really run down, take some time and maybe assess your own situation. You know, are you taking time for yourself are you taking care of yourself? Um, mental energy, man, it is a massive thing. It goes back to the chips. The chips is just exactly like, that's an analogy I think I will live with 
from today, in all honesty. Having a certain amount of chips every single day, and if you run out, go to the gym because you're going to get more. Or, or like sports, man. Like I, right now, shit. I I think I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to cut out one or the other soon. <laughs> It's going to be a sad day. It's going to be such a sad day. Oh, because, okay, so right now, because, you know, when you get older and if you have a family and stuff, you can't do this much social activities. You just can't, you know, because once you have a kid, I, I hate when people say your life's over. That really fucking pisses me off because it's not. It's a new chapter of your life that started with another person and taking care of someone or if you do it on your own, like you've got, you know, you've got a human being to take care of who... Could, who will mean everything to you and that's yeah that just really came to my mind but i'm trying to relate it back oh yeah the sports things i do futsal so indoor soccer's on monday tennis is on a tuesday and i started an indoor footy team which i didn't say last pod i started an indoor footy team last year so three days of the week i am out exercising or it's mainly like i really like the team environment more so than tennis like someone asked me the other day like oh if if no one knows i might as well just say it but i started tennis when i was like 12 i was a really late bloomer but i picked it up really quickly and i remember my coach said to me it was like have you ever played before and was like i think for like a month when i was like six and i just gave it up because i just didn't really enjoy it as much and then my uncle bought me a racket for my birthday and i started playing um and my grandma was a really massive fan of it, of tennis as well. And she got me into it. We used to watch a lot of tennis together. And we used to go to the Australian Open a lot. Like, I really enjoyed it back then. I'd go in like an Argentinian jersey or like an Argentinian t-shirt. I'd bring the flag. And then I'd go and all the Argentinian players, like on the outside courts, me and my grandma would go to every single match. Um, but I'm trying to, I'm, I'm semi-losing my train of thought. I remember, yeah, I started when I was 12. It was an only individual sport. You know, you're on your own. Like, that's it you fuck up on the court that's on you there's no one else to help you there's no one else to pick you up i think curios is a bit of an example of how a team sport like doubles really really helps with your mental health when it comes to playing an individual sport like tennis or singles anyway if that even make a shitload of sense but basically in singles you're on your own you don't have a coach to help you out yeah you can look at them and that's it what else are you going to get if you stuff it up, that's on you. Whereas a team sport, like doubles, prime example is Kyrgios and Kokonakis at the moment. They are killing doubles. I think they're going to win it. I genuinely think they're going to win it. And they they entered for a laugh. Imagine entering a Grand Slam tournament, which is like the pinnacle of tennis, playing doubles together with your best mate for a laugh and entertaining a crowd. That's the main thing you went there for to being, you know, to almost make a final. I think they're in the semis. I think they were playing today. And like, you're in a semi-final, potentially Grand Slam final with your best mate and you did it for a laugh. It's a prime example of him, of Kyrgios, because, you know, struggles a lot under pressure. It's just reality. But when he was with his mate, Kokonakis, is always lifting him up. He's like, I, I feel bad because I'm letting my teammate down. That's the exact same thing when it happens on in indoor footy and indoor futsal. And that's what I like most. I really enjoy the social aspect of things because I get to play with my very, very close mates, which some of them I consider my best mates, if not all of them. Like playing with them on a Monday and playing with them on a Wednesday, like gene up around everyone. And when you kick a goal or if you make kicks a goal, like you all get around it. Like that's a, a sick environment. Like 
compare that to tennis where you win like it's a very self-absorbed type sport very selfish sport to say the least so if i was to do my life again like weirdly enough as it is i would have chosen afl like 100 percent would have chosen it just because it's okay don't get me wrong I, I i hate like the i hate the bro side of things when it comes to afl and all that shit like the just the boys culture afl culture i just like the sport and i just j up around players like that's it so i think i know for a fact my kid whether it be a boy or a girl he or she will play afl like just because i want them to develop the social aspect of playing a team sport because you just gain so much out of it and i've only gained like so much in it's not even been a year since i've been playing and i just really enjoy you know socialize with everyone and and not doing it for myself but doing it for the team like all right a bit of a side note very bit of a side note but you know in a couple of weeks once everything's sorted two of those people from the indoor footy team will appear on the podcast <laughs> and we can even talk about it i'll be like because one of them asked me he's like would you choose tennis or footy and this is what i was thinking about before like i burn myself out by thursday because i play so many sports in a couple of years i have to give up something and I, it's going to be a hard one to pick i really don't know like it most likely i'd probably most likely be futsal on a monday like just because I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm a really late bloomer and I suck at soccer. So what's the point? But tennis and stuff like that will never leave. Footy, I don't think we'll ever leave. So we'll see. <laughs> but if I had to choose, it'd be footy. Like just because it's a G up. But now that tennis is back, I'm really excited because like that's something I'm generally really good at. Like you can do a footy, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not a gun by any means, but tennis I'm decently good at. So I actually enjoy it if I'm playing well. So but I think we'll leave it there. Semi semi tangent of a podcast, but it's um. I hope, really do hope. I just pause for a second. I don't know why. I really do hope you guys enjoyed. I will leave you with a nice tune to end off your Friday. <laughs> I most likely might be editing this on the Friday, so I will leave you a really sexy tune. Take care of yourselves, and I will see you on the Monday. Take care. Looks like there's rain up ahead Like there's a crack in the heavens Feels like my day could be turning Like I can tell them my luck's gonna change If you could see me now I'd probably let you down But that's enough for me You got me begging, baby